0: with their hosts, JT Donahue and Scott Lamb.
1: Hello, and welcome to another riveting episode of the Gorilla Strength Podcast. My name's JT Donahue. I'm Scott Lamb
0: of Vanilla Gorilla Strength Athletics. Whole bunch of puke. Oh yeah. It's been a while, huh? been a few days <laughs> since a, I had to renew my skype to even do it <laughs>
1: I had to update a few things on here to uh, yeah. make sure we could do this it's fine now only took ten yeah. hours but we're here here we go for our yearly <laughs> yearly yearly podcast episode <laughs> once a year whether you want it or not <laughs> mom whether you wanted to hear this or not here
0: it is yep yeah. Congratulations! Salutations! So, <laughs> what's been going on, dude?
1: I've been I've been making massive amounts of wealth in the year over year. It's been I'm just so rich right now. I just I don't have time for
0: this. If it's not making yeah. me money, then I'm I can't do this <laughs> anymore. In the words of Scott Weeds have been making dozens of dollars.
1: <laughs> I have literally made dozens of dollars from this.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you had uh, no competing for you in a while. A lot of injuries and whatnot? Uh, injuries,
1: life, and things of that nature. You, on the other nice. hand, have been stinking up the, the field for the rest of us.
0: <laughs> I did... Did quite a bit of competing last year, a little bit this year already or trying to compete anyway. Yes. That's what you want (laughs) to. I I would call
1: it trying. Yes.
0: Yeah. That's what you'd like to call it. Yeah. I I would,
1: I would say it deserves a participation trophy at best. (laughs) One of the things you tried to compete at
0: was the Arnold. Was it not? I did qualify for the Arnold, uh, qualified at in the open division and master's division and leading up to it you know um, let's go back to that I qualified at Florida's Strongest Man which is obviously in December you know with the toy drive Mm
1: -hmm.
0: uh, and that stuff at uh, Alan Colley toy drives in my you know my dad's name memories of my father so that show obviously means a lot to me Um, end up uh, doing that show again this year, always a well-run show, always heavy, very heavy show, um, and at the last minute, I guess it got the uh, green light to be an Arnold qualifier as well, so a lot of other guys jumped in. Uh, pretty steep competition this year, that's for sure, it's, and it usually always is. Um, a couple other guys that jumped in last minute because it was an Arnold qualifier, so that made it even you know more of a stacked division. Um, ended up. Uh, I won that lucky enough to win that Worked pretty hard for that comp and Masters nationals was literally the next week. So within about three to four days I've got on a plane went to vegas I had to cut weight again, which that's something i've never done is cut You know, uh weight that close together. So That was kind of uncharted territory. I'm very used to cutting weight, but i've never done it a week You know a week apart. So that was uh that was definitely interesting how did uh how did it affect you honestly not too bad um i had a lot of uh, issues cutting in the past with i think we've talked about this i ended up uh having some issues cutting in regular saunas um and what would happen is super strange is and it took a while to figure this out actually a couple really bad cuts um not so much that the cuts were bad but just the after effects you know i'd make weight and then I would start getting incredibly violent hiccups, like, and I'm not talking about no bullshit, like, <laughs> oh, this, you know, this is funny. You know, hold, you know, drink some water upside down, and the shit will go away. I'm talking about violent hiccups and not very funny when you're trying to recomp, you know, from a from a weight cut, right? And um, very frustrating, man. Not really able to eat or drink, or so that would always, you know, affect my recomp. Um, I was still able to to do well at the comps that that did happen at. And um, I, I finally figured it out. I mean, at first we kind of thought it was like a something was going on with, you know, uh, minerals and, you know, all the shit, you know, how much weight you lose that quick. Um, right. Couldn't really figure it out. And then I figured it out. What it was was the heat from breathing in the extreme heat for as long as I do cutting weight. I typically cut about 20 to 22 pounds. And, you know, in a anywhere from a 24 to a 12 hour span with water manipulation and all that and and heat. And what I was, what I figured out is breathing in the heat was affecting the nerve that runs all the way down to your, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, coming up blank here, dude, um, throat. No, well, your, it runs, run, obviously, from your... from your, Yes. <laughs> That's what it was affecting. No, um... God damn it, dude. Your I'm, tonsils?
1: I'm... <laughs> no. Anatomy? <laughs> yes, all of that. <laughs> um, Butthole. <laughs> yes, of course. I'm
0: naming all the essentials here. Yeah, no, I mean, just, um... Your diaphragm. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know why I was coming up blank, but... The nerve runs from I think it's like the vulgus nerve or something like that. Uh-huh. And what it would do is it was causing my diaphragm to spasm, obviously hiccups. And it was just incredibly violent, incredibly painful, annoying as fuck, to be honest with you. I mean, to the point where I already told myself, like, if if this is gonna happen every time, I just will never cut weight again. Right. And I've been I've been cutting weight twenty years, twenty plus years probably. Mm-hmm. It's something I definitely do not <laughs> recommend getting into but you know our, our sport is full of it obviously on every level so um do you yeah, th- go out to vegas go ahead
1: Uh do you think that maybe not being so fat would be an easier cut for you
0: it probably would gotcha i i like to eat <laughs> and uh you know i'm, I'm definitely you know, I, I do love the sport of strongman but i'm not one of these guys that lives my whole life around it year round you know what i mean so, like if, so you're not you know,
1: serious about it?
0: No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I've been very unserious about it for about right. 15 years now. <laughs> no,
1: you just have, you devote your life to it, but it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's how it's how you make your
0: living, and you know, it's it's yeah, not very I'm, serious. I'm definitely not one of these guys that you know I'm gonna. Watch what I eat year round and you know not not drink any alcohol because of you know, it's just like I'm gonna live my life, you know, right, but um, so yeah, I go out there, so long story short, I had to cut weight again, so now I fly with uh, I have to fly with the the sauna that your you know your head sticks out of it, yeah, those portable ones, which honestly i I kind of like it anyway because I'm not sitting there breathing that shit in makes the sense. whole time so. Takes me longer to cut, but what I did figure out is it, it does seem to me like it's easier on the body because it's a, um, the kind of lighting that they use or whatever the kind of technology that it is. It's like a, um, the, you know, like kind of like those red light types on us. Um, so they don't get as hot. So it takes me longer to cut, but it just seems like the recovery is easier and I don't, get hiccups anymore so it's a win-win i don't care if it takes me you know 12 hours to cut i could care less as long as i'm having to deal with that other shit again sure so the cut was actually not too bad i was actually surprised uh you know back to back so i was able to do that make weight I actually weighed in at like 198 i think mm-hmm. and uh i recomped i didn't really weigh this time i usually will Track how much weight I put back on but uh, I'd started to cut about a little lighter like 217 so cut wasn't too bad and then uh, I was able to Win masters out there at the Olympia and that qualified me again for the Arnold Um, and at the comp though Even at Florida's I'd end up doing something to my one of my fingers Uh, I was able to train through that and then uh, at the Arnold or I'm sorry at the Olympia Had some pretty uh, loose bags. We were doing bag to shoulder, over to shoulder, and had pretty loose bags, and it ended up catching my finger and kind of snapped my finger. So I wasn't able, I was trying to, you know, kind of muscle through it to get back to the Arnold. This is my fourth time going to the Arnold. And I think.
1: Sound less excited about it, you second shit.
0: Yes, very exciting. (laughs) You know, and, and honestly, to be honest with you, I was just burnt out mentally too. Right. Um, I was trying to I was trying to get there, but you know I, I've told some other people like if it had been my first Arnold or something I would I would have competed hell hill or high water, you know what I mean? Sure. No matter what, but honestly, the it was just kind of taking a toll on I me mean, mentally and my you know, just trying to stay at a high level, just comp after comp, you know, high level for me. I mean, you know, obviously there's guys above me these, you know, there's guys doing tons of pro shows in a row, you know what I mean and More power to him, man.
1: You you kind (laughs) of haven't had an off season really
0: in in a while, right? Yeah, because I'd I'd done a comp before Florida's. I believe that was in the summertime, though, around September, something like that, or July. I I can't remember, but that was actually a USS show. I'd uh, I'd never done a USS comp before, and I did it with the sole purpose to qualify for USS Nationals, which is what I'm going to try to do next. So Um, I've never. um...
1: What weird event did they have in there? Because I swear every time I look at one, I have yet to do a USS show. But mm-hmm. I swear everyone that I've looked at has a event I look at on the on the website or
0: whatnot. And I'm just like, what?
1: Yeah, I've, <laughs> seen,
0: a, I've seen a bunch of that throughout the years. I know what you're talking about. Like, right. But this one really was pretty standard on the events. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it was... Was kind of strange. Like one event that was weird to me is it was a max distance farmers walk, but you could use straps. I thought that was kind of odd, but I don't, you know. Right. You just kind of kind of roll with whatever is presented to you, you know. So I just went with it, and uh, so I'd done that comp as well in the year, and that's competing a lot for me. Sure. Because uh, typically I, I try to do only about two comps a year, maybe three. So the the Arnold was going to be my fourth comp kind of in a row and for me like you like you just touched on is talking about an off season that's something that i really thought about too um you know being burnt out you know going into the arnold which i it seems like every time i've made the arnold it's at the end of a you know of a run for me a comps in a row and i'm always burnt out getting there right and unfortunately because the comps i do are all at the end of the year which you're starting to see that a lot more now with osg is obviously stacked at the end of the year right um you know the olympia for masters nationals uh, even open nationals is towards the end of the year now Yeah. and Flor- florida's for me i mean just everything is piled at the end man so it's always been hard for me to go you know basically to the arnold and compete just because it's at the end of a you know a long run so i wish that was different but Um, that kind of made me think a lot, though, like what you just said, talking about off season. And in this sport, there is no set off season, you know. Football players have a set off season, you know what I mean? And baseball, there's all these sports have seasons where we really don't have that. So you have to be smart about it, listen to your body or even to your mental state and create your own off season and kind of stick to it, you know. Because even uh, right now, you know, I think we go to we're going to set up at Miami for a, a battle X show in uh, Miami this weekend. And, you know, at, at first I thought about, it, I was like, maybe I can just jump in that. And I'm like, no, like you dumbass, like <laughs> let, let, your hand heal, you, you know, right. Let it totally heal. But you know what I mean? Like, there's always that, that man, I could jump in there and, you know, have some fun and try to win down there or whatever. But it's like, that's, you gotta be smart and kind of create and stick to your own off season. Which that's something you know a lot of sports don't deal with because it's it's very set in stone when their off season is you know like the NFL and you know stuff right. like that. So, so um, you think um,
1: it'd be advantageous to, i uh, uh, say, strongman and powerlifters to almost create your own off season and then one hundred
0: percent, stick 100%. to it. Yeah, hundred percent because uh, I deal I, you know, I work with a lot of powerlifters as well. And I think it's a mistake, these guys that compete year round. Um, I think, you know, I remember watching some, uh, or listening to some podcasts like Dave Tate and like Ed Cohen and the legendary guys in the sport. And I remember them saying, it might've even been on Mark Bells. You know, they were talking to these guys and they were talking about um, how many times as a power lifter that you could really compete at the highest levels possible. And dude, it was like, they said, if you're lucky, basically something like 10 times in your life. Really? So, yeah, it was actually pretty interesting because they were talking about just how much stress it puts on the body. And if you think about it, that's probably about right, you know, for what most people, and I'm talking about high end stuff. I'm not talking about people just doing it for absolute fun and that's fine too. You know, everybody does it for different reasons, but I'm talking about like world-class stuff. And I just kind of, you know, I, I just thought about that. Like, man, you know, if it, you only got 10 times in your, or maybe even 15 times, that's not a ton of times in your life for something. Right. You know, but the sport's different, you know, this, you're talking about the some of the heaviest sports in the world. So. Right. It's obviously going to affect the body differently, but I mean, the answer to your question is I, I absolutely think it's smart because that's where, when else would you work on your weaknesses? You know what I mean? Or everybody's going to have holes in their armor that needs to be you know addressed. And if you're competing all the time, I just, I don't think it's there. You know what I mean? You don't have the time or the, um, you know, the plan to really fix these these right. problems. Now, um, I think we listened to the, probably the same
1: podcast by, you know, Dave Tate and them. And I know he was saying <clears throat> for, I mean, I I assume dependent upon when said athlete is competing next. And I think he's strictly talking about power lifters. Um, he won't have them have a barbell on their back or like pressing or or, you know just any sort of the main movements for like a month or something after they compete um right do you find yourself
0: somewhere in the same arena or how do you feel about that yeah I mean definitely um all my people know like the people I work with including myself like you know after a comp I, I take the week after the comp totally off. I don't go back into a gym. Uh, I mean, I have to because I own a gym, but I'm, ta- <laughs> you know, what I'm talking about, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm definitely not picking up weights at all. I let my body kind of, you know, come back around because it does take a lot out of you for sure, right. which it's so weird to think about strongman. You know, we like kill ourselves for these sports and literally at, you know, at any comp, you're competing less than five minutes.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Right. You know what I mean? Which is, it's crazy to, to think how much it, you know, really takes a toll on your body in less than five minutes. But right. um, I definitely take the, the week off afterwards. And then a lot of times when I do start back training, you know, within a week or two weeks, it'll be very light stuff. Uh, kind of bodybuilding type volume. Um, just a lot of, uh, you know, muscle movement volume. I, and I typically stay away from events for a little while um that and i think that helps me not just physically but mentally kind of reset and you know get out of the the comp uh mindset which is definitely different for me i don't know how other people do it but you know i have a, a regular training mindset and then i have obviously you know it's time to stop fucking around and get serious you know what i mean right um do you, is that is that how you went about it? I mean, is that how when you you know um, when you're competing or whatever? Like, how did you go about it?
1: I I, I still it was a, a tad bit different. I wouldn't completely step away from the gym the week after. I think mm-hmm. I would just go in and do fluff work or even like pump work, right? Or even the dreaded cardio. But Mm -hmm. as as easy as I could make it, if that makes sense, just to get moving, because I always would feel better that way. Um, So kind of similar. I always, like I said, felt better after like. Probably if Saturday was the day, then like that Tuesday or Wednesday, I definitely felt less wrecked. You know, waking up that Sunday morning, I was I was always like, holy fuck, what just happened? Early early in my career, I made the mistake of, because I was still a lighter man, if you will, running a 5K after a, uh, and not like 24 (laughs) hours later, like I competed and it fucking took forever, ended at like five or six and then got up at like 5 AM the next day to run a 5K. And I felt like absolute (laughs) dog shit. Shocker. Yeah, that's rough,
0: dude. <laughs> I completed I did, it, but it, man, it was rough. Yeah, and some, you know, some guys can do that. You know what I mean? Like uh, Yeah, I'm uh, yeah. fucking insane. Well, look at, you know, I know Clayton did something like that. You remember that? He did like a half marathon or something like Ooh. that. You remember that? I I think
1: I think I remember and oh, that, my knees just started to hurt thinking
0: about it. I can't imagine, dude, but yeah to each their own man you know some guys can do it but i definitely have just always you know found it for me and for most people honestly just to kind of step away if nothing else just for the mental part of it you know just like give it a break man go you know go hang out with your family or you know get some shit done around the house you know do do something different right and then then i just kind of reset um i mean it, it kind of sucked you know not being you know, I still went to the Arnold uh with the intentions of you know maybe i can maybe I can salvage something out of it, but uh, mm. I'm the type that my mindset is you know if I'm gonna mess up one like let's say one event in a comp i i I can live with that, but um the Arnold this year had the fat back farmers where you had to right. deadlift the farmers, and I could probably have held on maybe to that with my and it was still it was pretty heavy it was I think it was around 300 a hand or maybe a little north of that. I can't remember. And then I tried to do, they had an arm over arm, you know, rope sled pull. And I I just couldn't do it with my hand the way it was. So now I'm looking at, I'm looking at two things that are not going to be in my favor. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to pass on this. And honestly, I don't remember ever backing out of any comp ever until this one. But I was just like, I just, I need to be smart about it. And, kinda reset. I mean we still went up there and had a good time. Right. And uh, you know, it was still fun. But uh yeah, it was just it's just one of those things where I had to be smart about it and obviously that becomes a little easier the older you get in the shit.
1: Right. Well, like you said, it was your fourth one and I'm sure if you would have decided to all right, fuck it, I'm just gonna go in and whatever happens, happens. I'm sure mm there'd be a, a cast or something on your hand right now. You know, you know like, yeah, I, I don't know knowing it, you, I doubt that you would have just like, you know, in the
0: moment you would have been like, all right, fuck it. Here we go. Yeah. It's still, it's still not a hundred percent right now. Like, I don't want to say nowhere near. It's definitely better, but it's still, I've got issues with it. And, you know, people, a lot of people are like, why don't you have it looked at? I'm like, listen, they're not going to do anything with it. Anyway, the biggest thing I need to do is, leave it alone you know that was right. my problem as i just kept trying to push into it and eventually it's just you know it's had too much but it's definitely feeling better now and hopefully maybe uh jump into uss national something like that and uh i think it's in june i believe in dallas so, so in, we'll in see a month we'll see what happens yeah basically
1: <laughs> it's coming around that's for sure i mean it's already april of 2023
0: so there's that yeah it's it's definitely rolling man (laughs) but until then i'll i'll watch some other people compete you know right but yeah um we've been doing that a lot more as well like setting up with my clothing with vanilla girl strength athletics apparel yeah (laughs) that's and that plug there but i definitely yeah trying to take that to the next level and sure setting up a lot more and you know, it gets us out there more anyway, and I mean, it's pretty fun going to some of these other comps and watching some of these other guys go at it. So, guys and girls, so
1: right now, I I think we follow the same guy here, so you'll I'm sure pick up what I'm putting down, but mm-hmm. it seems now I guess because it was a judge or exact in what was it USPA that got called out for inappropriate um, Mm -hmm. actions with a... I don't know if it was his lifter or what, but Mm -hmm. um, for basically being a creep and, you know, I don't know if there was any abuse allegations or anything like that, but after that, it seemed like it opened up this whirlwind of of a shitstorm to how creepy a lot of these guys are and what they're going about doing to i God only knows what. Mm-hmm. And then it opens up, oh, well, this is just part of the sport. And I don't know about you, but at least for me, that hasn't been the part of it. And it seems to be blown up now more than ever, probably because there's more people in it. But um, you've been in this these two sports for a you know a millennia so (laughs) how is your experience with that and is it did you notice the same thing or is it kind of different
0: well i mean i think it's unfortunately that shit's going to be everywhere you know what i mean and and i do think that it's up to federations the head of these federations which in that case you're talking about it sounded like they knew about it, you know what I mean? Right. And they were, from what I know, you know what I mean? And um, a lot of creepy shit, man. Um, I think the biggest problem was, I mean, is that the if, if the heads of these federations know this is going on, that's a big issue. I mean, right. and then you saw, you know, locally in Florida, you know, we, we set up booths at some of these comps. And a lot of people were dropping them as sponsorships and and I understand that not wanting to be tied to these things right and um, some of the other guys took the stance as well as I did I had already um, committed to go to some of these comps and you know I have lifters in these things too so then you got to weigh it out you know should should everybody suffer for it because you know these guys have been you know, guys and girls have been You know working hard to go to these comps and all of a sudden this shit comes out which was not in our state by the way right Um, we're in florida so um i didn't hear anything you know in our state like that not that i know of and i kind of took the stance on it like hey we're gonna show up and support our lifters and honestly the promoters that we work with down here are great people right and have always treated us well they run very good comps um and that was kind of the stance I took as well. We're going to weigh it out and see what happens and to see if the right things are being done, which it seems like that these federations for the most part, from what I understand are trying, you know, to get rid of a bunch of the trash. And I mean, there, there's definitely no place f- for shit like that. And there were, like you said, it seemed like that went from one thing to the next thing, you know, they're talking about all kinds of crazy shit going on right. behind closed doors. And I mean, like, like I said, I think it's, like anything that that shit's gonna be everywhere, you know what I mean you just gotta try to deal with it you know if you if you come across it obviously right i i I mean I could be a thousand percent wrong
1: here. I know there's some weirdos and uh, mm-hmm. again drawing off of a different podcast, and they talked about it too is like you know with these um not team sports, you know like these it's kind of all up to you like you get some weird people and you know, they have right. different situations that's happened to them in the past. And then you get like them doing some weird shit. And I, I know I, I gotta imagine, you know, obviously it's happened, but in bodybuilding, I've seen bad stuff with coaches like Oh, for sure. One guy saying like, you need to send me like nude pictures or whatever. And then like the next, mm-hmm. um, dm or, or message is just like uh only if you're comfortable with it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well you know that there there's a big thing with that going on as well with bodybuilding is they were under fire too i don't know if it was like it's ifbb i think it was like the, the head one and they were being accused of the same shit like exploiting women Damn. promising them uh like titles if they did this and that and <laughs> i'm just like oh my god man first of all you know 99 percent of people doing these sports you know obviously myself included i mean this is it's 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 a hobby dude. right you know what i mean like whether you're doing it at a high level or whatever if you're not making a living at it it's a hobby right and um and that's all it is you know what i mean like uh i do this because i like doing it you know i, I i'm assuming that's why everybody does it. And, right. you know, obviously social media, we've talked about this in the past, has definitely changed a lot of stuff, how people are looking at things and going about it and how they're trying to present themselves, which it's its definitely changed a lot of the sport even. Um, I mean, everybody's a coach now and, you know, everybody's a you know, a, a, a competitor. Yeah. Right, right. Everybody's a pro at it. <laughs> And you don't even really have to have proved yourself anymore, you know, to have any, you know, like any kind of titles or, you know, to you know, even state wins or any of that. You don't have to have any of that anymore. And everybody's a coach at some level, you know, so it's it's definitely changed a lot since I got into I mean, that's my fifteenth year. Right. And strongman. So it's it's changed tremendously. Some things for the better and some things for the worse.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this at some point mm-hmm. in the annals of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, k- kids, you know, like 21 or whatever, are coaches or whatever, and I'm just like, what? What do you know? One hundred percent. Like, I'm sorry, uh, you may you may have been lifting since you're 15, but. I, right. I, shit, at 21, I I was, yeah, sure, I was already lifting for eight years, but, like, I didn't know a goddamn thing, let alone the help anyone. No.
0: Yeah, and it, maybe there is some outlier that is, you know, a good coach at that age, but for the most part, no. I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, there's just not enough time, you know, not enough time on the road at that point. Um, but like you said, it that doesn't matter anymore. The people aren't really, I don't know what happened to where people – aren't looking for any kind of credibility, you know what I mean? Like as far as have you produced anyone, what have you done yourself? Like I'm the type, man, like don't get me wrong. I will listen to advice from just about anybody and weigh it out to see, you know, but if I'm going to really get into something and really listen to somebody, I want to know that they've done what I'm trying to do or, you know what I mean? That they've been there before or, Just like, you know, I'm not going to listen to somebody that that doesn't cut weight on cutting weight. You know what I mean? If you've (laughs) never done it, then you don't know, you truly don't know what it's about. So it's kind of the same thing. Like, you know, if I, and it's not to say that every, you know, pro is a good coach either, because it it doesn't really necessarily work that way either. I mean, look at
1: any, I don't want to say real sport, but like NBA, Mm -hmm. NFL, the best players don't necessarily make i don't think jordan would be a good coach but you know yeah.
0: <laughs> right no 100 percent. it's just it's just finding that balance i guess you know trying to find someone that can help you and right but at the, at, at the same point someone that's somebody just kind of vested some time and effort into the sport you
1: know right i think a big thing of it too it is it almost became like the with social media the cool thing to be like all right who's the uh this is gonna come out wrong, but like who's the hot guy now? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like who's blowing up or whatever? Alright, that's my coach. I train with them and now I go at the end of each social media post I say coaching by, you know, whoever.
0: Right. I mean it's definitely it's it's part of just how social media has changed things, you right. know. Um I, I don't know. I mean, I who knows how it's going to change in the future with the sport. I mean, the sport's definitely <coughs> it's definitely changing. It's um,
1: it's in a very opportunistic spot where, mm-hmm. like when, like how we were talking earlier when you got into it, you were it was just strongman corp. You know now there's right. a few other different avenues with the USS. There's. um OSG uh, Clash is more so for pros, I guess. Or did they have an open division?
0: Um. Well, I know you're speaking of Clash. Yeah. Or I, I know that it, but, I guess what
1: it what used to be Clash.
0: Yeah, because I guess it this week it is just switch names. I guess. I guess it was. I don't know if it was bought out or how it did, but I know that they switched up. A lot of things some of the guys that started it were kind of bowed out of it it sounded like um but i know they had different weight divisions i mean i know that it was based around the 105s right that was the only one that was on uh espn and um what they changed the name to i can't remember jamie looked this up for me yeah jamie looked (laughs) this up
1: um I, i don't know but You have more than one different avenue I guess now to kinda get to the let's say top competitions. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of up to these organizations slash federations to really either fuck it up or all right, they you know that looks cool or they did the right thing there and that's where people want to go now.
0: Right. And you know I think I was talking to you about this about um you know when it was just one uh, federation back in the day, you know, everybody was kind of like man, it's it's kind of they got a monopoly on it, you know, it's it's this right. and that. And then when other federations start you know yeah. popping up, <laughs> yeah. Everybody would start hating on them like, "Ah, oh, what the fuck are these guys? Who do they think they are?" You know what I mean? Like, "Well, right. they're trying." And uh some of, them, you know, a lot of them have failed already. Um Right. I mean, USS is still plugging along. And for the most part, it seems, you know, down here, it seems like the USS shows are tend to be a little lighter, uh, definitely geared, uh, you know, quite a bit for novice lifters, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, do I necessarily think there should be novice at nationals? Not really, you know? Right. Well, that's
1: – well, just from a competitor standpoint and how – you know, nationals is run even without a novice class. Like, and they do it if I'm, I, I believe I'm right, all in one day. And yeah. so a novice class to go along with it just sounds like even more time. At, I'm thinking about it from a heavyweight pr- perspective of like, great, now I got to wait instead of mm-hmm. <laughs> hour, hour and a half to do my event after I warmed up. Now that gets right. stretched
0: to what two hours? Like that's insane, right? And you know, you're, you're going to have people that are like, "Yeah, it's a money grab," sure, which it probably is. And but I don't really like when people talk about that like too much. Like like a promoter shouldn't make money. 'Cause they should. That's the reason, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as the athletes are getting taken care of. Right. Sure. I mean, why else why else you can only do it for the love of sports so much, but you know, definitely if it's costing you money, you're only gonna do that so long. Right. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with promoters making money, just as long as it's fair. You know what I mean? Right. As long as the athletes aren't getting screwed. And and sometimes you see that too. You know what I mean? I mean, some of this some of these bigger comps are getting really expensive, man. I mean, if you look at Look at the Arnold, for instance. Okay, so when you make it to the Arnold uh, this year, I believe the sign-up was $200 a sign-up. So, you know, in one hand, you've made it to a high level. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, you're going to pay probably twice as much as you usually pay. Right. So, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, uh eh. So, $200 a sign-up, you know, they're, they... It's an option that you can get a jacket, you know, saying that you've been to the Arnold. That's a hundred dollars, or you know, right. around that. So mm-hmm. now you're at three hundred dollars. You know, it, it's just the shit gets expensive, man. Well, and that's
1: Ho- before you even flight, hotel room, which those are going to yes. be jacked up for that weekend
0: because they know it's a huge event. For sure. So, so for instance, for me and my girlfriend to go. To the Olympia, and it it was number one. That was some weird timing as well. The Olympia was a week before Christmas, so right, you know, you're you've already got money going out for stuff like that with your family or whatever. You know, I did a comp the week before, and then I jump, you know, jump right. That that trip was about three thousand, between three thousand thirty five hundred dollars. The week before Christmas, jump change, Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't even scoff at that. Yeah, very easy for me, but for <laughs> people like you, I feel bad for you. But right. you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, it's like $3,500 a week, but like, who the hell is, who's putting these things on the calendar? You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's do this the week before Christmas. Like, right. come on, dude. Yeah. So that that was kind of rough too, you know? And um, But like I say, you know, it's like different federations are doing different things, and Another thing it's starting to do now is really pile other competitions against each other, and um, where some of the higher level guys are and girls are having to basically choose: like, am I going to do this or that? Because for the most part, it's 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 not very reasonable or you know feasible to be like, Hey, I'm going to train for these two comps that are a month apart from each other, but totally different, right. you know, events. How the hell are you going to do that? You know what I mean? And be efficient at it. Right. I was,
1: yeah. I was just going to say that it's almost like they force you to choose with them being yes. so close together and that's going to happen. Someone's going to get left in the dust and, or someone's going to try to rotate it in and out. If the bigger comps
0: last that long, if that makes sense. Well, yeah. And we've seen that here in Florida on the local level is, People get so frustrated trying to to you know put their show on the calendar to where I've seen it to where if they can't get it lined up, they just say, "Well, the hell with it." So now you lose a show because nobody, you know you can't get it where it's far enough away from a different show or right. Um, matter of fact, hell, I didn't even know I didn't even realize until this week that there's another show in Florida. I believe it's a USS show in North Florida this week. Oh wow! Yeah, same you know, same weekend as uh, as Mike show. So you know, I don't know how if that affects anything. You know what I mean? Like, I, right. I don't know.
1: Like who? If well, you, again, if it's a different federation, right? But they mm-hmm. might just be getting a North Florida crowd, you know, right? Instead of having to make the trip to Miami, which is a shit show in itself um Right, you know they can they can go a little bit more ner- north, 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 north.
0: Words are hard, man. Well, and, and you know I I don't mind there being different shows in Florida, but I do wish that I think the promoters should kind of get each you know get with each other and be like, right. hey, man. I think it would, it would help everybody, not to mention from my standpoint, I'm looking at, you know, as a sponsorship, you know, me sponsoring shows like I can't be two places at one time. Right. So it forces there again, you could be losing money because someone like me might have been like, hey, I would have won if it was next week. Right. But I've, I'm already committed to this. You know what I mean? So well, and, it kind of makes, makes it kind of weird for, right. for competitors, promoters and sponsors for everybody.
1: And for this instance, you know, we, we know Miami's baddest, MDOP, has been around, his show has been around longer. So, right. you know, you'd figure that would take precedence over any new shows, but again, it's a different federation, but it's, you know, just because there's two federations, it's still a small sport where everyone knows everyone, for the most part, you know, if you're... <clears throat> quote unquote a big deal or you know whatever you kind of you kind right. of know the deal so it's you're you're either doing it out of pure ignorance
0: or a big middle finger to the other guy right i mean i i agree and i don't think for the most part i don't think a lot of it will be like malicious type no. shit it's just you know people honestly i just think people don't care you know what i mean there's like out oh, to hell with it i'm gonna right I'm going to run my comp whenever I want, you know, or whatever. So I just think, you know, like I said, if it, I think it would be better if, if everybody got, you know, closer to the same page on stuff like that. Um, and, and maybe maybe one day it will be, who knows. But like I said, definitely, you know, that's just some, some of the different things that have changed it, you know, I've seen for sure. But uh, you got any plans to – Uh, Compete anytime soon I know you've had some other (laughs) Life-changing deals coming up Right, yeah So
1: um, a big part of (laughs) The past few months has been My wife being pregnant And us bringing a baby into this world So that throws a big wrench In your plans (laughs) As -hmm. I'm sure you know Uh, So I do It's kind of Congratulations by the way Thank you very much sir it's it's awkward, you know, because it's like, all right, I want to do this here. Well, that's really close to the due date, so, you know, that right. might not be, you know, because anything can happen, and, uh, you know, I don't know if you know or anyone else knows, but it's taken us, like, four years to get to this point because we've had to go through IVF and shit, so right. we're, we're, like, on, you know, like, uh, 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 just yeah. like
0: kind of pins and needles right
1: so anything that you know happens we're 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 sitting there like uh just right. just very very um like you said on pins and needles so it, it... yeah he's just staying cautious
0: <laughs> and i mean that's smart you know right and yeah you know, and obviously you know this strong man all this stuff is it'll be here if you ever decide to come back to it and if not <laughs> that's okay too right right, <laughs> right. You know? No one cares, dude. I say it all the time. No one I care, cares. Scott. I care. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, this sport is definitely one of those sports of like who's who's doing okay right now, who's doing good right now. Because other than that, as soon as you get out of it, it's it's over, dude. No one, no one cares, man. That's just <laughs> the way it is, right? You know what yeah. I mean? And I, I totally accept that. I, you know, I, I think it. You know, no one will remember anybody's name in this it's what's going on right now you know right so you just got to live your life and you try to stay you know try to stay healthy with it too Uh, you know that's another thing that i see a lot in this sport now is it's gotten definitely way more extreme on uh, what these guys and girls are doing for this sport um you know, is it worth it? I mean, one thing, i tell you one thing, I don't even know if we talked about this, but crazy thing I've seen lately is a lot of people, guys and girls, 30 years old, 32 years old, getting double hip replacements. And I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, I know I've seen many people over the last year. um, And not even just that, then you have some Guys that I, that I know of that yeah. are medically, basically medically, having to retire out of straw man at twenty eight years old, thirty years old because of Jesus the Christ. drug. The drug use is so insane, and it's like, dude, that ain't to me. And to each their own, you know. Everybody right. has their own decisions, but you know, you got to ask yourself, like, you know, are, are you here for a long time or just a good time? <laughs> you know what I mean, like. I, myself you know i never wanted to do anything extreme to where i couldn't compete you know i want to compete you know if, if i'm still having fun in my 50s uh, i want to still compete in my 50s right. you know what i mean like i want to i guess the point is i want to be able to do that and i can't imagine of doing something you know extreme wise whether it be drug wise or lack of training knowledge or a both to where you know i can no longer do the sport that I, i've been doing for 15 years you know if i couldn't do it out of my 30s you know or out of my right. 20s so i mean so i wish some of these people would really look at the the long run which a lot of people don't there's a lot of people that are impatient and they want to run you know a, a ton of <laughs> drugs or whatever the hell else they're doing right you know, let's just be honest here and then and i think uh, i even had a conversation with one of the um a former pro uh, and straw man at the Arnold. I don't wanna, I'm not going to drop any names here, but <laughs> I was talking to talking to him. I said, man, what do you think is, where's is this coming from? You know, all these, you know, hip replacements. And you he, he never heard of that 20 years ago. You right. just didn't. And if you did, it was a guy that, you know, that it was in the game a long time and he's in his mid fifties and, you know, okay. I, I think that's acceptable. You right. know what I mean? But not, not, not 30 years old. No. You know what I mean? Like, and I asked I asked uh, this guy, I said, where do you think it's coming from? He's like, drugs, man. He's like, people are running such crazy amounts of stuff that's <laughs> allowing them to overload what the body can handle for too long. And now you just got parts that are wearing out, you know,
1: Right, and it's, way early. And it's like the, the muscles are fine, but it's all everything else, the joints, tendons, ligaments right. that are running out on you because you're not yeah. smart enough to either back off or… Not take super, the amount that you're, you shouldn't be
0: taking, right? Just you're putting super hard miles on. You right. know what I mean? Really quick and, too, and shit's gonna break. Yeah, I mean, dude, I've never heard of that. Of, and I'm not saying that. And maybe that's not the case for everybody. So I don't want to pigeonhole that and be like, oh, anybody that happens to us because of this. I'm not saying that either. But you can bet that some of these people, that is the deal. Sure. You know, a hundred percent. You know, you're starting to see guys have like. A lot of heart issues and are kind of, uh, you're being forced to not be able to do this sport anymore. You know what I mean? At a very, very young age. And, you know, damn, don't even, you know, talk about competing, but you're talking about potential, <laughs> you know, and, massive health issues, right. you know, health risks. So it's definitely not worth it, especially for a sport that doesn't give a shit, man. And I've said it before and uh, I coined a phrase, man. When you're done, strong man. When you're done with strong man, strong man is done with you. And I and I I stand by that. Right. It'll just keep on rolling, man. until to whoever the next person is that's willing to to take those risks and. But uh, I have a lot of respect for the a lot of the old school guys that've been in it. You know, even at the top level, if you've got a guy that's been in there like Big Z or whatever, he's obviously been pretty damn smart with what he does as right. far as training, supplementation, eating taking care of himself that's more of a person I'd want to listen to you know what i mean as far as you know coaching or just uh, advice in general you know like if a guy's been in it 15 20 years they've done something fairly smart you know what i mean right and uh, i think there's something to be said for that and um, on the other hand you have people that's never really done shit that are giving you all kinds of information <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, that's that's the other end of the coin. It's like the other side of the coin is like, well, you're given all this information, but you never really did anything. Right. You, know, you see a ton of that around here for sure. Right. Well, in
1: regards of someone like Big Z and stuff, I think the, the mindset is, all right, if I run the same thing, like let's well, – who was it? Um, Larry Wheels. Like, I know mm-hmm. his supposed stack um, got released, leaked, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think people will sit there and go, well, if he ran that and I run that, I will be like Larry Wheels. <laughs> right. And it's, it couldn't be much further from the truth, you know, because a lot of those guys, you know, probably... I, I. I don't want to say a lot of those guys and act like I know what each of them do, but uh, mm-hmm. I think the the main point that a lot of these guys and I think it's mainly younger guys getting in the sport or just fucking stupid people in general is mm-hmm. if I just run this, then that'll take care of everything. And it's like, all right, I'm gonna have shitty nutrition, you know, sleep or not, right. doesn't matter and taking care of my body getting the therapy the soft tissue work done and all these other modalities and 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 mm. <clears throat> recovery um whereas like that is their job on top of their other job that they do to support themselves is and then like the the drug thing is kind of almost last on that list if that makes any sort of sense
0: right i mean there again i think the guys that do it maybe half-assed right or a little bit more smart or the guys that are gonna be the guys and girls that are gonna be around a right. lot longer. Right. You see you know they call it flashes in the pan, you know, you'll see people come on the scene just come <laughs> yeah. out swinging do you know winning shit or in powerlifting, you know, putting up crazy numbers and then two years later you never hear from them again. You know, whether that's due to some catastrophic injury that was, you know, just pushing too hard uh, or the fact, or they just burn themselves out, or you know, who knows? Right.
1: right? I, th- so. I think it has a lot to do with you know, like we and I know we kind of harp on it a lot, but it is a mm-hmm. a thing. Is is the rise of social media and how accessible a lot of these people are to everyone? You know, and it's opened mm-hmm. up now. You see more people talking about, oh well, when I wanted to bulk, this was my cycle, or this is what got me strong. And it's like some younger guy that really hasn't done too much given advice on that. And then, you know, in so th- then comes the eventual video of why you shouldn't do steroids like I did or, you know, what, you know, whatever yes. it ends up doing because they end up, I'm kind of Switzerland on the issue, but like, you, you know, it, it, they run too far and did too much. And now right. it's like, Oh, well all that information I fed you of how you should do this, this, and this was wrong. And you know, God only knows how many people
0: were dumb enough to look up to said person and probably mm-hmm. followed suit. Well, I think there's a couple, couple things in that. Number one, they're usually not telling you everything <laughs> that they're, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like you said, number two, it doesn't matter if that person comes out if they're a world class a world class strongman competitor, and then, you know, they've kind of pushed it too far and then they're like, Shit, man, this I should have never done this. You think that eighteen year old kid cares what the risks are? They don't get they're like, all I know is this guy got strong as hell and I'm right. gonna do the same thing. It's not gonna matter that this guys telling you, Hey man, don't do like I do because you're sitting there telling these kids like, don't do it like I do, but yet you are a world-class athlete and you know, maybe you got to go all over the world. So that might be worth it to that kid. You know what I mean? So it's uh it's kind of a no win situation on that. Um, But, um, and and you're right though, as far as social media allowing, you know, to see way more of people or the problem is you're seeing what they want you to see. You know what I mean? Like it's all a lot of it's and mirrors and bullshit and, Of course, you know, and they might even tell you, as far as drug use, what they're doing. But are they telling you the side effects they're having from it? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they're miserable as hell. They're not telling you that shit. All you're know is like, hey man, I got just pulled eight hundred pounds. I want to do that too. Sure. So yeah, you got to couple that with the the misinformation like you're talking about that's out there. It's you gotta you gotta be smart for yourself and hopefully look at things in the long run. You know what I mean? Cause a lot of these people that are doing this now, they won't be around long and they, and they know it, you know what I mean? Right. And if they don't know it, they're going to find out the hard way. And you see a lot of people doing that too. Sure. Right. But, and then the other side of it
1: is going back to coaches is some of these fucking ass clowns pushing, you know, said
0: drugs on their athletes. Uh, insane right right and you see that i I hear about it a lot actually um and i think that's absolutely insane um and not to mention it's insane if you're the person that's taking the advice and not doing any research for yourself like i don't care what anybody tells you even as far as training you know methods go and theories go you should definitely do the research yourself you know what i mean don't don't be not
1: just a quick
0: google search by the way (laughs) right yeah you want to definitely you know take some time and put some effort into it you know what i mean don't take just i'm not saying don't take people's advice but when it comes to stuff like that that's going to affect directly affect you right for sure be smart enough to you know get in there and do your own your own research and before you pull the triggers on some of the stuff that some of these other people are doing. And honestly, some of these people don't give it. They don't fucking care. They don't care about their health, their lives. They don't they don't care, so you know, unless you don't care either, you probably don't want to follow suit on what they're telling you that they're doing or what you should do. Right. So Yeah. Definitely that? uh definitely different.
1: <laughs> it's I I think I saw something somewhere that said, you know, they asked Olympic athletes, all right, if you win a gold medal and you you take, I think it said if you took like steroids or or whatnot, took drugs and then won a gold medal, but you died at, you know, five years later or something like that. I've seen that. I think like over half of them, probably
0: more said, yep,
1: that's, (laughs) that sounds fine. (laughs) So
0: they would do that. Yeah. I saw that same thing. I was like, Holy shit, dude yeah that's stuff like that's crazy it just tells you the the mindsets you know of some of some people now but I, like you said i think a lot of it is just because of how it's packaged now you know on mm. on instagram and facebook and you just see everybody's best moments and you don't really see the the ups and downs truly you know how they really are so it's definitely changed things man like yeah hell i mean like i said i There's guys in my town that are fully sponsored by places, you know, uh, businesses and uh, supplement companies that's never competed a day in their life. But they have a big social media following. So it's like right? everything has just changed so much. Right. It's not,
1: again, I'm sure we've said this at some point before. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily what you've done. It's who's seen it, you know, like that. That big following is kind of more important than. Being a world champion or or whatnot, and some people equate that is more success than or more successful than actually doing something in said sport of mm. whatever
0: right, no, for sure, I mean, I've just never really looked at it that way, and um myself you know i don't I don't post a lot of stuff at all we know. Yeah. And number 1 because no one cares. So I care. And yeah, I'll post more for you. No, oh, thanks. But you know what, like I I would just rather show up somewhere and just do the best I can, you know what I mean? Like I mean, how many times have you seen it, man? I and trust me, I have fallen for it earlier and you know, I was a strong and that was before Instagram or any of that shit was out. And, uh, you know, there was only a couple avenues that you could really watch people's training. You remember Mirande muscle and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. Uh, the anvil and uh, things like that. And, you know, I would see guys posting shit and I'm like, man, this fucking guy is getting after it. And it kind of almost like mentally screw you, you know what I mean? And you get to the comp and the guy just totally. Shits to bed, dude. Right, gets destroyed. Like, like, damn, dude, you were worried about that guy. That guy sucks. <laughs> right, but his training videos look great. You know, and those are pitfalls you see a lot of people fall into. And they'll, you know, especially with uh, with the Iron Podium now, you can see who's who's signed up for every comp. Now you can see, right? You know what I mean? So you have people that are that'll cherry pick comps based on who signed up. You know, oh, there's not a lot of people signed up. I'm going to get in there and win. You know what I mean? It's right. like, man, that shit's that shit's crazy, dude. Because that's not going to help you at a high level comp. When you know, if you get to nationals, pretty much there's a lot of there's a lot of bad boys and girls there. You know, if you get to to the Arnold or to, you know to the high high end clash and you know all those comps, man, it ain't gonna do no good to see who's 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 signed up. You just gotta <laughs> <laughs> right. But you see a lot of that going on. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, yep. and I definitely you know talking to people about stuff like that. I, I, I try to tell them, listen, don't get in there and look up everybody that's on iron podium in your classes. Don't look at their profiles and this and that. And cause it, you're mentally screwing yourself before you even get out there. You're already looking at this, this guy or girl and be like, man, this dude's, this guy's killing the log. Well, maybe he is, but is he killing the, the other four events? You know what I mean? Right. So it's all you get people it, that are falling in those pitfalls, man. It's all like what they want you to see you know that's of course they're not going to show you their worst event every day right. it's going to be the best of the best you know and that kind of screws some people mentally sometimes right right uh,
1: again with the whole social media aspect especially if you're trying to be a coach or, or trying to grow your business of it's it's different too because if you don't have Let's say all these athletes to draw upon to take a video and put on there. You're videotaping yourself, you know, and yeah, you know, you're putting it out there. Um tra- it, It's a weird thing because you're you you're not really trying to show off, but you are trying to show off at least what you know, right? You know what I mean? So it's it's not necessarily like and then whatever your niche. Is whether it be strength sports, um, bodybuilding, general fit, whatever. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of in a way it, it's a weird thing because then social media is free to put out there. It cost me exactly zero dollars to put mm-hmm. a post out there to make a video and with this little computer that's smarter than the first computer ever, and right, <laughs> you know, it's so you. I, Like, because I find myself um, a while ago in in a weird position of like, kind of falling into that a little bit, if that makes sense. Like, all right, I want to do this, but you know, I I don't necessarily consider consider myself an expert, but I'm trying Mm -hmm. to build
0: up. Yeah, I think I I definitely struggle with that, Mm -hmm. and the reason I do is because. Let's say I am going to put out some good content, which you or whatever you know, whatever content or whatever thing I'm trying to get across. The way I look at it, though, and, and maybe I look at it wrong, and I probably am looking at it wrong. Yes, is the fact that everybody else is doing the same thing. So, what? How does that make me any different? You know what I mean? That's because it's kind from of you, Scott. It's from you. Yeah, which means nothing for sure. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Though yes. it's like. Because you got people putting out this bullshit, and it's like, how how does anybody decipher between what this guy or girl's putting out and what I'm putting out? Like, it just kind of all looks the same. You know what I mean? So it makes me not want to do any of it. It makes me not want to play the game when it comes to that. And it's, trust me, it's something that I'll toss around here and there, and I'm like, ah, man, I just – I'm not going to – I think you, I'll put shit out. And you're <laughs> not wrong in that sense. Mm-hmm. But –
1: and obviously i'm probably a little biased here Mm -hmm. but i would i would want to see something you know more content from you
0: yeah i don't like i said man i just like even if you win
1: over something like maybe not necessarily going over your lift or whatever but like (laughs) i would like a video to open up as listen up here you turds this is how we're gonna press this log today
0: because that's how I really am. I'd right, right. be like, listen here, you dumbasses. <laughs> I, Fucking listen for once in your life. You
1: know I think we might be on mm-hmm. something here. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey. Well what's funny, I tell you what's so funny to me too is I watch some of these guys, some of these uh some of the local dudes and they're putting out a lot of content, man. Like, I'm talking every day and some of it's decent and I look at it and you can tell they're working hard on this shit, and I swear to God, it'll have like 12 likes I'm like you're putting that shit out for that like and not to say that the 12 people that looked at it are not worthy of it but it's like that's a lot of like time and effort for very little return you know what I mean so right. it's like I definitely don't want to be that guy either to where I'm putting shit out every day and it's you know there's 14 views on it like well, dude
1: you know you say that but we have this podcast here and um,
0: well we have at least seven <laughs> listens every, every time <laughs> At least seven. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. We're going we're going for the record this time. But you know, it, it is hard it's hard for me to just to get into it because I'm like, man, right. I just don't want to put myself out there to be, you know, what's gonna make it different, you know what I mean? And it, it's it's hard. It's really hard to separate yourself. And um, you know, and, and people have all this shit in their bios and <laughs> comps that they did like 10 years ago and shit it's like but maybe for the average person that doesn't know any better maybe that that means something to them you know what i mean like i don't, I don't know
1: oh definitely that's the um what what you might call it the uh that's your portfolio right there
0: yeah you know what i mean yeah i mean and like i said I, I have definitely played around with you know putting more content out, which I've really never done ever do it. Yeah. Do it, But you pussy. yeah, trust me. It would be, if I did it, it wouldn't be probably the most politically correct shit. Yeah. You know, listen,
1: well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> I can, yeah. I can help you with that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I would definitely need help with that.
1: I think along with myself and the three listeners that we have, um,
0: that's four likes right there (laughs) there
1: you go you're you're i got four likes boom on my way i i would like to see it but like how we just talked about it is like listen here you idiot and then that for me would make it um yeah what separates you from me watching it from someone else let's say
0: well it's so funny man like because everybody's got their own style and a lot of these guys will kind of really talk you know just all straight anatomy and Oh, you can tell they're just trying to trying to overtalk people and out talk people I'm like bro no one no one listens to that shit, and i train I've trained doctors, I've trained you know nurses and chiropractors, and nobody really talks that way, man, right, you know what I mean they don't like hey, hey, motherfucker, we're gonna do back today like i I'm not gonna sit there and get all into the anatomy of the body. We're gonna do back and buys today, is that cool yeah, that's cool, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't have to get into anatomy chart to understand what we're going to do here.
1: Well, fuck.
0: There's that one guy, Dr.
1: Joel Seedman, I think his name is. And he does mm-hmm. all these crazy, this crazy shit. And he. It's clearly for likes, views, and to pitch you this thing. Right. And I know. <laughs> Like uh, Lane Norton has like freaking gone after him like uh, countless amounts oh, yeah. of times and it's great to I, watch.
0: I, I just saw him at the Olympia actually. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Lane had he had, he had a boost. No, I'm sorry at the Arnold. He had a boost set up at the Arnold. Yeah, I thought it was kind of it's kind of crazy. Did
1: you go fanboy
0: out. I did. I actually got my picture with him. I was like, hey,
1: see, there, there's there. That's one day of social media right there. Is that picture?
0: Yeah. See, I could I could post that. I have to find it and post it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now
1: all of our listeners are going to be waiting for that. Yeah, for that picture.
0: At least four. <laughs> At least four now. Yeah. Yeah, but I tell you, man, it's it is. Uh, it's definitely a struggle for me when it comes to shit like that. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, literally, I probably put out. Uh, I don't even know how many. Most of. the, you know, any post i do anymore is just my kid or you know and the stuff he's doing and um and, you know his jiu jitsu and stuff like that other than that i'm like nah
1: <laughs> man
0: i just you know i the little bit i do record of my training i you know i never post any of it and it truly is for myself a lot of people say it's for themselves and then they post it i'm like well is that really for yourself or is <laughs> why are you right. posting this shit cuz i've been on the other end of it where i've
1: seen the not that i've had i have or had a huge following but like the interaction and like Mm -hmm. i guess the i don't know how to we'll we'll say potential doll hairs you know Mm -hmm. um of like posting every day and posting more i i guess not quite educational or funny uh stuff Mm -hmm while trying to be serious somewhat not being a complete dickhead and just like the interaction, like definitely go up as compared to maybe not posting as much and not being as active on social media.
0: Right. But to each. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's the other thing uh, that I don't want to have have happened is where Some of it just like overtakes people's lives, man. Where people are, oh yeah, you know, they're on the shit like ten hours a day. You know what I mean? I'm like, nah, bro. I ain't. I'm not trying to go down that road.
1: No, I I don't even think you have to. You know what I mean? Yeah, like to be, depending on your definition of successful with it or or whatnot, is, um, I, I think now we, it partly has to do with we live in this. Social media age, and it's like you don't pick up the phone and call like you don't pick up the phone and call you anymore to like see how you're doing what you've been up to, and shit like that. um it's mm. like, oh, let me check
0: out their social media, you know what I mean right but but, like I said, you know the way I look at that is just is that what's really going on? Probably not, no, you know of I've seen not I've literally seen people take pictures with their girlfriend in front of me and then be like, as soon as that picture's something they're like, what the fuck? Like you motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but right. they're going to post that happy picture. You know, it's like so much of it. So, so much bullshit. And it's the same with people's training and everything else. You know what I mean? Like, and I think the people that don't, you know, really see through that shit, man, it can, can really affect people, you know? And some of the people it's, it's they're letting it, you know, kill their motivation or, or, confidence by something that's not even true you know what i mean like you're you're worried about this dude or this girl i have a saying man we're not gonna worry until it's time to worry (laughs) and and usually it's not time you know what i mean it's (laughs) it's like just it's bullshit right but uh i don't know man that's something i'll have to figure out if i'm gonna do some content i mean honestly but honestly i don't think any I just don't think anybody cares, man. I care. Yeah, yeah. Well, long as you like it. That's that's all. That's
1: all that matters. I care. Your mom cares. My mom cares. Boom. I'll just
0: I'll just talk directly to you in the videos, <laughs> JT. Listen to your fat ass. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm only gonna explain this one time, dumbass.
1: You know, I think I think it would be very successful that way.
0: <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Probably. <laughs>
1: But But. that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, We are not sorry for the over year (laughs) pause. Um, And we're not going to guarantee you an episode episode anytime soon either. (laughs) (laughs) They'll come out when they come out. How about that, you fat fucks? (laughs)